Oh boy, what a treat that we have today. You know, when the Bible talks about our elders, you can read it, but when you visualize it, it makes all the difference in the world. How about we thank them one more time? And especially for Granny Sarah and Bobo being up there too. You know, we were talking about having our regatta yesterday and um, even down there, you know, you had our, our, our kupuna helping us and, and uh, teaching and uh, they do have some gear that they're still um, wanting to uh, give out and not give out, but sell, but uh, give out as a testimony. Uh, this was our first New Hope regatta ever. So if you want to get some of the gear, you can, you can do that. But let me just give you the heart behind it because it says, wear hope and it's, it's done creatively. <laughs> and this one, uh, same thing, wear hope. But you know how we have t-shirts with scripture on them, and which is, they're great. And it talks about the good things of God. We, we need to do that because it, it lets people know how good God is. This goes just a little bit deeper in the, the heart behind it is that God has given us Jesus Christ and the, and the Holy Spirit so that His glory may be shown through us. And that we represent Him as believers. So although we'll have a t-shirt, our lives are to be hope for people. So we wear hope. And not just on our t-shirts, but our lifestyle. So that's the heart behind our Hope Line series is that we wear hope. We, we as human beings tend to forget that God has used us and wants to use us to represent Him well. So take a look at uh, those things in the, in the fellowship hall afterwards. Well, this morning and this day, we call it our Forerunners Day, we get to honor our kupuna. Now, let me just give you the definition of kupuna, because some of you might get it uh, confused a little bit. But kupuna is a grandparent or ancestor or relative or close friend of the grandparent's generation. A grand aunt, a grand uncle. Uh, to take a person as a grandparent or grand aunt or grand uncle because of affection. An adopted grandparent or to act as a grandparent. So it's not like a specific age, but because we're giving free breakfast for our kupuna this morning, there actually is an age. So those who are 55 and over, you get a free breakfast this morning just to honor you. And uh, you have free breakfast in here. And then um, the, the general breakfast will be outside. You can purchase your breakfast there. And you might be thinking, oh man, I, I don't... I, I qualify as a kupuna, but my age doesn't qualify for the free breakfast. That's okay. You can still buy your breakfast. That's no big deal. Some of you are thinking, I qualify for two breakfasts. I should get two breakfasts. But nonetheless, we want to honor you in, in just a small way, but just to say thank you. Uh, also, uh, you get carrot cake for the kupuna. Now, that's kupuna. K-U with the o uh, the kako over the U, okay? So we're going to say kupuna together. Ready? Go. Kupuna. Kapuna is spoon. So there's a big difference between kupuna and kapuna. We're talking about our forerunners and those who have gone before us. And many of you that are sitting here, I just want to say thank you for paving the way for this next generation. And all that you continue to do. You're not done yet. All that you do. 
And some of you serve in the church, some of you with your family. Uh, you just have no idea on, on how important you are and how valuable your role is, regardless if there's no connection with the younger generation or you think you're not making a difference. You are just by your presence. So you have much to give. In fact, this morning we have two of our forerunners that will be speaking uh, with us today. And they are our district supervisor and administrative uh, district supervisors. So would you welcome with me Pastor Alex Pushek and Pastor Pauline Spencer. So have fun, okay? Good morning. I am a kupuna who eats with a kapuna. <laughs> and I am also a totally happy senior citizen. And I must say that um, I was never in denial or embarrassed about being labeled a senior citizen. Honestly, after I hit 50, I was really looking forward to becoming a card-carrying senior just to get the perks. <laughs> Discount at Ross's on Tuesdays. Six seventy-five for the theater admission. 10% discount at many restaurants, $2 to the high school football games, and the big one, collecting my Social Security benefits. And that's before they raise the minimum age and they run out of money. Um, I'm collecting Social Security because uh, January I um, became 66 years old. So, and still holding. <laughs> and all is good. And now that um, Uncle Guy and I have finally grown up, and our our marriage has become stronger and stronger. You know that the average couple communicates for about 17 minutes per day. But Uncle Guy and I, we communicate two times that, double the time, because I have to repeat everything. <laughs> and we might as well live in a glass house. Because our neighbors can hear everything. We talk so loud all the time. <laughs> and we have, um, you know, all through the years, we know that one of the most important things is to tell each other, I love you. And now as seniors, we've added three more important words, and that is, what you said? <laughs> or what, what, what? <laughs> You know, as I grow older, I'm learning a lot about living. And sure, I can't remember a lot of things. But after a while, I, I realize that some things are not really worth remembering. And I've learned not to sweat the small stuff. I'm learning um, some things are really not um, worth sweating over. I, I know that laughing is much better than getting angry or stewing all day or crying over spilled milk. 
and not only are Uncle Guy and I um, laughing louder, and we laugh a whole bunch more now. We know that making, uh, having a good sense of humor is so important. And so we laugh about life now, and even about ourselves. You know, that is so valuable, valuable to living a more pleasant life. <clears throat> and I don't, um, I don't fear getting older. Once I realized and understood how God views running the race of life, aging is not a fear to me. I began to view aging through God's intended design and through the clear lens of biblical understanding. In Psalms 92, 13 to 14, Psalms 92, 13 to 14. It provides a picture of how God, our Father, Father views the value of age. And it reads, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. In other words, what it's saying here is, those that are planted in the house of the Lord. That means all of us here at New Hope Christian Fellowship. And it says, shall flourish in the courts of God. And to flourish means to thrive and to prosper and to be active and productive. And then it goes on to say, they shall bear fruit in old age. Old age, that means us, the kupuna. We shall be fresh and flourishing. The word here says, the kapuna in the church shall produce fruit. And it says, we shall be new, new and fresh. Nowhere does it say dry, stale, left on the side or on the shelf or gone out to pasture. Uh-uh. We are to be alive and active and fruitful in our church today. We are not done yet. Now, some of you kupuna might be saying, but I don't move like I used to. Well, the Apostle Paul has an answer for that statement. He writes in 2 Corinthians 4.16, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You can see, for those who've seen me all these years, you can see that my outward, in my outward, that I am perishing. Hair falling out, skin drying, and the body sagging. Well... Thank God for hair color, industrial strength moisturizers, bondo for the face, and certain kind apparatus to lift the sags. Believe me, I can feel my body perishing. You know when I get out of the car these days, 
Uncle Guy says, Hey, what happened to your spring? <laughs> I don't just jump out of the car now. I got to go lift myself up and oosh. But Paul continues by saying, Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Yes, the body is getting old, but the heart and mind is being renewed every day. And as long as my inward is able, as long as my inside is able, no matter what my body is going through, I will serve him. Where, when, and how I serve him, that may change with the years, but there's always, always a place to serve the Lord in his kingdom. You know, my friend's dad, he's, he, is, he was blind and in his 80s, and yet he had a ministry. He received the prayer list in recording, and people would call him every day with their prayer requests. And he prayed fervently and faithfully. And then, every single day, he committed himself to pray for the leaders and the pastors of the church. Now, his outward was perishing, but not the inward. It was still going. And his was a vital ministry to the church because nothing happens without prayer and a connection with God. All of us are growing older. Granted, some physical changes happen with age, but it is a natural occurrence that doesn't need to invalidate one's personality. Take, for example, here, right here in our church, Helen Cooper. She is vision impaired, yet she oversees and leads our Tai Chi ministry. She conducts a care group and serves on our scholarship committee. And yesterday, she paddled in the regatta. And then there's Ollie Amond, my dear friend Ollie. He still serves on staff. He's a church elder, and he's up here daily to help with maintenance work. And then there's Doris Aoki, beloved Doris. She's been here for years and years, and still, she is a church elder and oversees our, our ladies' prayer team. Now, these kupuna are all in their 80s and 90s. Remember this. Diminishing physical strength does not impair one's mental and spiritual capabilities. The spirit is ageless. Our faith and the experience of years come with us. We are getting older, but we are getting better as we walk faithfully with God. As we age, the advantages of accumulated, accumulated experiences and the multiplicity of tests and triumphs that we've gone through should enable us to deal with the challenges of life with wisdom. You know, today, my greatest, greatest joy and blessing is to mentor and to invest and encourage the young ones. You see, God has purposed His church 
to be a multi-generational community and never intended that there be age segregation. The shadow of the cross does not recognize the isolation of generations. The young ones ought to learn from their elders in a spiritual apprenticeship. That's why there's that order of Paul and Timothy. If the Apostle Paul were to show up at many of our church ministries today, he may very well say, where are the wise, where are the aged, and where are the experienced? We Kupuna are just so blessed to be part of New Hope Christian Fellowship here in Hilo. You know, Pastor Sheldon understands the value of Kupuna in the life of the church. He doesn't believe that there should be barriers that leave the kapuna on the sidelines. If you look around you, you will see many volunteers that are 55 years and older. We are a church that has no age segregation. So I encourage you, my fellow kapuna of New Hope, to use the gift of your lives your life's experiences, your wisdom, and your tremendous knowledge for His name's sake. It is so valuable and an awesome blessing in touching the lives, especially those of our next generation. You know, I read this story once. A woman was strolling along a street in Paris, and when she spotted Picasso sketching at a sidewalk cafe, wanting to take advantage of this opportunity, she asked if he might sketch her and charge accordingly, and Picasso obliged. In just a few minutes, there she was, an original Picasso. And what do I owe you, she asked. 5,000 francs, he answered. But it only took you three minutes, she politely reminded him. No, Picasso said, it took me all my life. The point to this is, experience has market value. Your life walk with God has extraordinary value. You have common sense faith, understanding, hope, stability, patience, and love. And those are all priceless qualities. It has been said that maturity with years possesses a rich treasure of talent, perspective, and commitment, and gifts needing to be shared with another generation. In Deuteronomy 6, 20-25, God commands us to pass down to the next generation the wonderful things that he has done in our lives. All of us, Kupuna, must see ourselves, must not see ourselves, do not see yourselves as critical or on the shelf. You know, good athletes know how to pace themselves and... They put negative thinking behind. After years of running the race set before us, we are now running it 
with more wisdom, with more stability, strength, and patience. Remember, we are still running the race. And yes, maybe maybe we're running it at a slower pace. But come to think of it, perhaps the next generation should pace us and run a little slower too. I encourage all the kapuna of New Hilo to allow God to use you. You have so much to give. Throughout the years, we have, all of us have witnessed the faithfulness of God. We have seen how true He is to His word. And we know how kind He is to those who trust Him. And through our experiences, we know that He truly is the hope. And we know that everything will be all right. And that he is a friend who will never leave us or forsake us. We have lived life, gained wisdom, and overcame the enemy many times. Now we must share what we have with the next generation and walk alongside the younger ones while passing on this wisdom and skill and biblical knowledge. The greatest legacy that we can live behind will be in the lives that we touch for the Lord. Our service to God should never stop until the race is won. We are valuable to God. We are valuable to the church. And we are valuable to the generation to come. Let's all serve alongside all ages so that the next generation can live a life full of honor and filled with less regrets and giving glory to God. Would you please bow your heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I I pray for my fellow Kupuna. Thank you for planting us here in this church called New Hope Christian Fellowship. And thank you for breathing your spirit into our inner man and for allowing us to live for you. Would you, Father God, please continue to use us for your glory and to be a blessing to this generation and the generations to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, would you please welcome Pastor Alex Pacheco. Thank you so much for having us here this morning. Um, Pastor Sheldon and Heidi, thanks for honoring the Kupunas and um, for doing all of this because we know that red or yellow, black and white, all are precious in your sight. And and that you love. Thank you. Thank you. If you have your Bibles with you, open your Bibles um, to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to be sharing out of verse 3, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 20 to 25. I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but um, I'm not as old as Pastor Pauline. And I know that because I don't get all the benefits that she does. Still still working my way um, uh, to that. But uh, I strongly believe that um, 
as, as she had said, you had a good word, Pauline, that um, the kupunas are very, very um, valuable to our church. And um, many of you may know that I have two koloi aunties. Um, they're sisters to my mother. One was uh, just passed away. She was in her 80s, and the other is 79. And every time we would get together with Auntie Lucy and Auntie Jojo, they would they would tell us all these stories. And um, you know, my my growing up, my mom and dad had a lot of problems, so we never talked about uh, um, all the uh, relatives in the past. But my two aunties, every time you sit with them, they they gonna tell you stories. And they, um, I learned so much from them. I learned that on my mother's side, um, my mom is uh, Korean and Hawaiian, that my Korean grandfather, who I never met because he passed away before um, I was even born, uh, he, how many of you know, um, were told the story that the Menuhunis built all these stone walls? Well, I tell you, it's not true because my grandfather built the stone walls. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, one of the Lunas, one of the bosses, and they built stone walls uh, here in Hawaii. He later be- became a sheriff in Kona. We are actually from, uh, my family on my mother's side is actually from Hokena in Kona. And uh, I found out that my grandmother <clears throat> was pure Hawaiian. I mean, uh, she was royalty. So <clears throat> you guys, for how many years had one pastor that was one royal pastor up here? <laughs> And uh, Pastor Sheldon will explain about royalty when he comes up. But um, I, I tell you all these things because the, the stories were so interesting. Um, I found out that my uh, one of my uncles um, who had passed away actually died because uh, uh, he got into a, a bar fight. So, you know, my one side of, <laughs> one side of my family is uh, actually, um, you know, they did some koloi things. And then I found out another uncle was, uh, because I love fishing, he caught the world's largest marlin on rod and reel, 1,805 pounds. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I caught one marlin, 805 pounds. That's a small one compared to his. Yeah, but all these things kind of um, really uh, in, got, got me really interested in, in my heritage. I just felt that I had this year that I had two nieces that I've never met. And Bernard and I went to um, Seattle and spent some time with them. They're, they're grown adults and have uh, family already. I found out that I have a cousin in Honolulu, how close we are. Never met him, and he's older than me. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> all these stories, that it's just fascinating that I'm learning all this stuff about who I am and where did I come from. And, and what was our heritage? What it has been? I realized that um, sometimes the histories of others are not as interesting to other people. But the real point is that it's a connecting point in your life. And I want to talk about a connecting point in all of our lives. That New Hope Christian Fellowship is something that this family is very much involved in. And there is a history to... There are stories to be told to those that are just starting to join in on the family. Everybody follow me? Yeah, these stories are very important. And so what we're talking about this morning, and and the passage is in Deuteronomy chapter 6. 
And I'm going to just kind of set up the stage and what uh, is happening before we get into the scripture. The first generation of Israelites, the Israelites were the people of God. And they just, um, the first generation came out of Egypt. And they have died. They're all, um, they've gone. This generation is gone. The only people that are left from that generation is Moses, Joshua, and Caleb. And so Moses, his assignment is now, because he's got to talk to this next generation of people. And he's got to, this next generation of people, they have not um, experienced the things that the first generation experienced. For instance, the first generation were under slavery. And they were in Egypt. They also had passed through the Red Sea. And, and you know, all the next generation has is, is the stories that are being told. And Moses are telling them that these are the promises of God. These are the blessings of God. That um, there were ten plagues that the enemy had to experience. And they all died. And, and the children of Israel were spared from that. And that um, they didn't experience the cloud that was over the mountain where God met Israel and gave them the Ten Commandments. So for them, Moses is reminding them and telling them the stories of what God has done. And in verse 3 in Deuteronomy, Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey that it may go well with you, And that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey. Just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. And and Moses gives God this name. The God of your fathers. And he's making a statement. And he's pointing Israel, the people of God, back into history. And he wants Israel to know that it was God who led them out. Led them out of Egypt. Put Got them into the promised land. And he says, it's the same God today. If you would read this scripture with me up here. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God. Same God that did whatever he did for us in the past. Is the same God that's going to continue to do what is in the future. And he has promises and blessings for us. Amen. Yeah, and so Moses is reminding the next generation about how important it is. And then down in verse 20, it says, When your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him. Everybody say, tell him. That's our assignment as kapunas. That we are to continue to tell the stories. And it says, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. But the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent miraculous signs and wonders, great and terrible, upon Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land that he promised on oath to our forefathers. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper. Everybody say always. Always prosper and be kept alive as in the case today. And if we are careful to obey all the law before the Lord our God as he commands us, that will be our righteousness. Now listen to this. This is the job of the father or, or of the elder or of the kupuna. 
You tell them. You tell them the stories. You tell them what? You tell them what God has done for us. These stories are so important. And it's between the kupuna and it's between the next generation. We need these stories from our kupunas. Amen? Amen. Now let me just tell you um, quickly about just a few of the stories that God did for this church. When I, I came, I only can tell you what, what happened when I came in here. But um, this used to be a cow pasture. Yeah, my father lived right across the street um, from here. He used to tie his cow in our, right where our church is, right there. I should have charged him rent in those days. But I didn't know that we were, we were going to be here. Yeah, and so what happened is God took the cow pasture. And because of the people that were here who gave generously, <clears throat> this church is here today. I, I bring pastors up to visit, and we come up on a weekday, and you know what? They, they actually sin. Yeah, they, they covet, and they want this. They want this because it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. But they do not know the stories that goes with it, that there were so many people that had to give so that this could happen. The kupunas before us gave generously. You know what I found out when I came here? That we, the church, owed some of our kupunas because they had made loans to us. And we owed them money besides the mortgage that we had here. They gave way beyond, not just um, giving a sacrificial offering, but they made loans as well. All because they believed in our assignment and our assignment is that we want people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and year after year after year we have seen that happen where the people come they visit they're here because of the investment that the the, um, older people gave these new people are able to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior they're now part of the family they go back out they invite somebody else and it goes on and on and on and the giving never stops you guys are proof to that? It just never stops. Why? Because we know that what God did before, He is still doing today. And because He wants to bless us. He wants to continue to bless us. These stories go over and over. Did you know that in these walls, before it was closed up, there are scriptures of promises from the Bible that God would, would answer as we, I mean, our, our kupunas wrote into all the walls under the carpet. When we remove the carpet to replace it, scriptures are all there. Yeah. They gotta continue to tell these stories so that we know. They are the the trailblazers. <clears throat> you know I used to go hunting a lot here. Um and I would have to take a machete with me all the time to cut a trail. And the trail was for the purpose was to to go and also to be able to come back. But I haven't gone in um, the, the forest for a long time, and I know that these, some of these trails are covered up right now because the shrubs go back. we got to pass on these stories so that you can continue to cut these trails and, and keep them open because the same God that is blessed before is going to continue to bless us this way. And we know and we understand, El, um, Kapunas, listen to me, that we are not um, as fast as the next generation. 
How many of you know that the next generation is fast? Man, they, they're fast. I, I got to pass my, my phone over to the, my grandkids and because they can do it so much faster than me. Yeah. There's changes that happen. But they, if they do understand that the same God that bless us can bless them. Are, are you following me? Yeah. We're, we're okay. We'll be fine. Because they would fall in love with the same God that we love. And it's not about how we did it. It's all about how God's going to do it through them. Yeah. But the kupuna job is really that we pass on these stories and we tell these stories and we are able to say, our God is your God. And he will continue to bless us. Retell these stories. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Sheldon to come up and he's going to finish up the message. But I'm not done yet. I want to say this. I want to say this to the Kupunas. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your giving hearts. Thank you that you believed in God. And that God can do even more today. Because he's the same God. He is a blessed God. He loves us. And he'll never leave us or forsake us. And I would, I'll say this too. Do not lean on the world's economy. Because that's not God's. If you want to read the paper, it's okay. Because if you want bad news, you're going to get bad news. But if you want good news, then you've got to read the word of God. And God will get you out of it. Yeah. you got to believe in God. And Pastor Sheldon, thank you so much for believing in us. Heidi, thank you so much. We love you. And we know that God has called you to this. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor, Pastor Sheldon. Thank We have uh, so much to gain from wisdom, so much wisdom to gain from our elders, our kupuna. They, they have gone through many life experiences. And, and even with having Pastor Alex and Pastor Pauline speaking to us this morning, here's some things that we can apply and some things that we can put into our lives as we honor our kupuna today. And if you are taking notes, you can write this in your first point, that I honor God when I respect my elders. Did you know that? That you honor God when you respect your elders? Because God has put that kind of authoritative order in place under His counsel and under His wisdom and under His care. So the way He has lined it up in life is that when we, when we respect those whom God has put over us, that He's honored. Why? Because He created it that way. And He's honored when we do so. In Leviticus 19.32, it says, Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God, I am the Lord. It's amazing that God will put in the same scripture, the same, almost same sentence, to respect your elders as He does in fearing Him and letting us know that He is God. It's like He's saying it's that important to respect your elders. And I thought, you know, when we were growing up, our parents would make us greet 
every single auntie and uncle and grandparent when we came over to the house or when there were parties or potluck. And then when you leave, you have to kiss everybody. And even the, even the ones you want to avoid, you know, they come, come give me a kiss, baby, come give me a kiss. And you're running away like, I don't like, I don't like. But the, you do, because your mom or dad say, hey, get over here, kiss your auntie. Go, go give uncle hug. Then you, you must, because they're teaching respect. And then even you're trying to avoid the lip. You just, and they're like, no, no, no. And auntie like the lips. Oh, you're so, so scrumptious. But we continue to grow up in that environment because it's teaching us respect. And there's so many things that we learn just as a result of that simple act of greeting and saying goodbye. I think when we can receive that kind of wisdom and that kind of respect, it allows us to remember that there's wisdom that they can give and wisdom that we can receive because it's more than just respect. It's honoring to God. The second thing that that we can learn is that elders offer wisdom youth have yet to experience. Our elders have so much wisdom that our youth have yet to experience. And God makes it like that. So then as they go through their life experience, they could be 40 years ahead. And we can learn it in a day just by sitting down and talking story. Then as Pastor Alex was saying and Pastor Pauline, go ask your elders. Ask grandma, grandpa, your aunties and uncles questions. And you might not know what to talk about. Just ask a simple question of, what was it like going to school when you were young? Or what was it like without a cell phone when you were young? It's like you just had to figure stuff out. There was no calling for help if you got stranded. You're on your own. You had to figure stuff out. So ask those questions. I think there's something that uh, we all can learn too. And, and let me just speak to the younger generation. When the Bible talks about standing up in the presence of your elders, it's really talking about a respect like no other. In our world today, here's how it would be translated for the younger generation. And not, you know, I'm going to press a little, you know, some buttons here and you might get upset, but that's okay. It's biblical. Um, In the presence of your parents, I'm speaking to the younger generation, and we as adults also. When we're with people, our elders, especially our grandparents, our grand aunts and uncles, put away the gadgets. Put them away. Look at auntie in the eye, uncle in the eye, granddad, grandma in the eye. When they come over and they enter into your home, stand up in the presence of your elders. Go greet grandma, greet grandpa. And look them in the eye. Because my cell phone, my gadget, whatever it is, it's supposed to serve me. Not I serve it. And when dad is talking, when mom is talking, kids, you look at them in the eye. Why? Because it's honoring to God. And you're not going to get lickings. So there's a good balance right there. So it's honoring to God. Job 12, 12, it says, it's, Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? We can learn a lot of wisdom from those that have gone before us. It tells us this, The silver-haired head is a crown of glory, if it is found in the way of righteousness. As an elder... There is a righteousness that comes by the way of Jesus Christ as a believer. 
you represent him in your silver-haired years. And there will come a day when your crown of glory will never fade away or fall out. And God will be glorified because he created us in his image so that we, as we honor one another and as we honor our kupuna, will be honoring to God. And that's where it counts the most, that we honor God. Amen. We're going to stand together this morning as we conclude and pray. And as we do, can we just applaud all of our kupuna this morning and thank them. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And not just today, but every day when you pass them by, Give them at least a thank you, an aloha, a greeting of some sort, because they have much to give, and we have much to receive as we are raised up. Never forget aloha. It's looking in the eye, forehead to forehead, breathing out and breathing in the essence of one another. That's what our elders are doing for us. They're giving us life experience and wisdom. We're to breathe it in. God created us that way to help one another. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being the God of all, that you have given us such a wonderful way to learn, to grow. And as we honor our kupuna this day, we also honor you, the one who has given us wonderful people, the one who has blessed this church, and the one who has paved the way for us to have a beautiful life. So we thank you and we applaud you. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen. Amen.